Welcome to another edition of uh, Check This Out. Ready to quit. I've had it. I, I don't know if I can take this anymore. It's not that I can't. I don't even want to. It's too difficult, man. I, I didn't. I didn't know that it was gonna be this hard. I didn't know that it was gonna hurt this much. I didn't know that I was gonna lose these many friends. I I just I didn't expect it. I'm I'm ready to just chuck it all. I'm ready to just throw in the towel. Is that you? I think at one point or another in our lives. I think we've all been there. I don't know how many times I've thrown in the towel only to have God throw it back at me and say, where are you going? What are you gonna do? So you quit walking with me, the Lord would say, and, and go back and do what? Oh, I'd go back to the, the old life? Are you kidding me? Who wants to go back to the old life that what we had before Jesus? The great apostle Paul, we're still looking at Philippians chapter three today. But the great apostle Paul is a tremendous example to me. I, I love the word perseverance. I love the word, keep going, keep pressing on. The story's told of uh, uh, three college coaches that brought, each one brought a, a running back to have them show off in front of the scout for the NFL. So the scout for the NFL says to the first college coach, all right, I'm gonna put a linebacker 20 yards down the field. I want your running back to grab the ball, take off running as fast as he can, and I want him to hit the linebacker, and I wanna see how far back he can throw the linebacker back. So the first one, go! And he takes off running, he takes off running, and bam, there's an explosion. And the linebacker gets knocked back only two yards. <clears throat> that coach says to the scout, so what do you think? And the NFL scout says, hmm, not that good. It was okay, but not that good. Let me see the second guy. So the second college coach brings his player. They line him up. Bam! takes off running. He's going, 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 and bam, another explosion with the linebacker 20 yards down the road, down the field. He knocks, he knocks the linebacker back five whole yards. Man, that's incredible. The college coach says to the NFL scout, what do you think of that? The NFL scout goes, that was pretty good. <laughs> that really was pretty good. Let's see the last guy. The last college coach brings his running back and he says to him, this is your chance. When you hit that linebacker, I want you to knock him into the next week. They give the third running back the ball, puts it under his, his uh, elbow or under his arm, takes off running as fast as he can, and bam! Hits that linebacker, knocks the linebacker back 15 yards. Is that crazy? Knocked him back 15 yards. The college coach, the third college coach says to the scout, so tell me, 
What'd you think of that? The college coach, uh, the NFL scout says, that was really, really impressive. And so now the three college coaches are lined up with their player, respective, prospective players, and they're all asking, okay, NFL scout, who are you gonna take? Who are you gonna take? The NFL scout bows his head down, he thinks, and he says, you see that linebacker over there? I'm taking him. What? Anybody that can get hit that hard three times and keep coming back, I want him on my team. <laughs> We're the linebackers sometimes, aren't we? Keep getting knocked back down. Keep getting knocked down. But you get back up again. You pull up your pull your bootstraps up or what, what however that saying goes. And you do it again. It's what Paul did. One of our last times that, that we were together, we talked from Colossians chapter 3, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 3, and we noted how Paul said, man, I had this and I had that and I had this and I had that, but now uh, compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, all of that stuff is like garbage. But listen to what he says here, though. Beginning in verse 15. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal. Watch now, watch. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He, he hasn't reached that final destination of being the man that he believes God has called him to be. But he's not letting the trials, the difficulties, the challenges, the problems, the opposition, day after day after day, another problem, another setback, another abandonment. And he says, I, I haven't gotten to where I know I want to be, but, but I'm going to press on. I'm going to keep on going. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But this one thing I do, please, if you don't hear anything else that I say, please listen to this. He says, this one thing that I do, there's only one thing that he does, and what is that? Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This one thing I do, I forget what is behind. I fail, man, I failed so bad. I sinned, I trespassed, I blew it. But he says, but see, I, I can't live my life staring into the rear view mirror of my life, I, I can't. I, I'm forgetting what is behind and I strain towards what is ahead. Strain, I'm straining, oh, I don't even feel like getting out of bed. I don't even feel like going another day. Straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal. I press on towards the goal. You know, some things, some things are just worth fighting for. I have a verse that 
I call it my life verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Stand firm, my brothers, and don't let anything move you. Give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your work for Him is not in vain. I've always been fascinated by how the Apostle Paul says, don't let anything move you. Why would he say that? Because there's a lot of things that want to move you, push you out of the race, hold you down, hit you and hit you and hit you so that you will get to the point where you go, I've had it. I'm out. I'm, I'm tapping out. Uncle, uncle. Oh, that, that we would learn that lesson from the Apostle Paul today. Forgetting what happened yesterday. Forgetting what happened a week ago. Not, I'm not making light of sin. God doesn't wink at sin. No, no. But the enemy has a way of using our past to keep us from pressing on. This one thing that I do, forgetting what is behind, I press on towards the goal. My brothers, my sister, today, press on. Don't, don't let the enemy whisper such things to you that you get to the point where you're just fed up. Jesus is always, always worth the fight. Jesus is always worth staying in the race. Stay in the race. Look at the finish line. There is a finish to this race, my brothers and sisters. We're going to heaven one day. Until then, the, the Apostle Peter says this, uh, there's a uh, uh, an inheritance being kept in heaven for you that can neither perish, it can't spoil, and it can't fade. It takes you to heaven, but then he brings you down to earth and he says, even though right now, for a little while, you're having to suffer grief and all kinds of different trials, but these have come so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, can be refined. It's just a test. God's got you. Today, press on. Have you noticed that the windshield in your car is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror? There's a reason for that. You, you can use the rearview mirror, but only to make you more effective as you go forward in this race with Jesus.